This is HPR episode 1997 entitled Introduction to SEB, Part 3, and is part of the series Learning SEB. It is hosted by Dave Morris and is about 64 minutes long. The summary is looking at some more SEB commands than just ms/m. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. This is Hacker Public Radio. My name is Dave Morris, and I'm talking this time about SED, and this is part three of the series I've called Introduction to SED. Now, in the last episode, we looked at SED at a more advanced level, perhaps most people have, have delved into. Certainly there was a point where I hadn't gone much further than that. We looked at all of the command line options that we're going to cover, so there were a few more that you can look up in the manual if you want to. We concentrated, continue concentrating on the S command for substitution. We did this in a bit more detail. And we dug very deeply into regular expressions. So it's time now to move on to more said commands and give you some examples on how to use them. So as I said, we've concentrated on the S command because really that's the command that most people want to use on the command line. But there are a lot more in SED. Remember, SED's an editor. It's not a programming language as such. There are some things in SED, I have to admit, which are very difficult to do. And there's a point at which you wonder whether SED is the right tool. I don't think we'll reach that point today in this episode, but in the next episode and beyond, that will be a question. Let's look at some of the more commands within SED. And the first point about them is that they operate on individual lines or ranges of lines within the, the file that you're processing. And so we need, first of all, to talk about line addressing or the subject of selecting lines. Now, put together a table of the different ways in which you can uh, address a line. It is referred to as line addressing in the documentation. It's just a summary for, for reference, but I, what I'll do is I'll dive into the, the more detailed explanation in this, uh, this talk. The, there's full show notes with this. There pretty much always is with what I do these days. So um, you can follow along with them. Um, and hopefully use them as a reference point later on if you want to get deeper into said. We want to use it more often, let's say. So one of the th the paradoxes with doing stuff like this is that uh, when you want to demonstrate stuff, sometimes you need to come up with, with workable examples to demonstrate it with. And I've reached a point where I need to use a command I haven't told you about yet in order to really demonstrate stuff. So there's a command... P command, these these are all single letter commands in SED as you've gathered, then what it does, it prints the line or lines that we've addressed. It's similar to the flag that we saw on the S command in the last episode, but its function is the same, but it's actually a standalone command as well. It makes sense to use the P command if you're using the minus N option to the command itself, to the SED command. And uh, you remember that said, uh, by default, prints everything that it processes, which is referred to as auto-printing. Often we want to switch that off, as we've seen already. So, first type of addressing then, selecting a line by number. So, the address itself simply consists of a number and matches the line with that number 
in the input stream. So my example demonstration of how you would do that is you would you would enter the command on the command line sed space minus n e space quote single quote one p close quote space sed underscore demo two dot txt. So what that says is on line one print that line. Remember I just said the P was for, for printing the line. So the line we've addressed is 1. So it will just print the first line of that file. Because we have the minus N flag, it won't auto-print the rest. Now, remember you can give said multiple input files, and it normally treats them as one continuous stream. So in that mode, the address, the numeric address, will match that line number once. So however many files you give it, there'll just be one line one in that stream. But, as we saw last time, there's a minus i option and a minus s option. And when you use either of those, uh, said treats multiple inf input files separately. So I've given an example where I've used the minus s option and I've asked for line five to be printed. I won't read this one out because it's fairly obvious and I've given it two files said demo one said demo two and what you get is two lines printed out each of which is line five on these files they're the same line because these two files are uh, are actually the same bit of text but one's longer than the other so that's specific line addressing line number there's also a way in which you can select every nth line starting at a number. never needed to use this myself, but I can imagine that there, it's probably just my lack of imagination. But uh, anyway, this is a GNU extension, so it's not in standard said. And what you do is you specify a starting line number and then the size of the step to the next line number. So the lines are selected through the, the input stream by adding the starting point to n times the size of the step. So you actually enter this one by using the sequence starting number and then a tilde sign and then the step size. So one tilde two means start at line one, then step two to get line three, then another two to get line five, and so on. So in other words, every odd numbered line. So if you want to think of it in an in a arithmetic way, it's line 1 plus 1 times 2. Remember, 2 is the step, and that's where n is 1, and the answer to that is 3. Then the next calculation is 1, the starting line, plus 2 times 2, which is 4, plus 1, which is 5. So that's how it gets to line 3, line 5, then it would be 7, and so on. I don't know if that if it helps to think of it that way. Some people think better that way than other. I'm not one, but, uh, but I thought I'd mention it anyway. I won't um, carry on with that because it's quite hard to visualise in speech, but it's written out that way in the notes. So if you used 2 tilde 3 as... Um, your address expression it means start at line two and then step three lines to get to the next one which will be five and then three more lines to get to eight and so forth throughout the, the file every third line throughout the uh, input stream i did use there is an example of doing this but it's later on in the in these notes example two so i put a reference into that the next type of addressing is selecting the last line of the file and in this case you use the dollar symbol as an address the dollar symbol matches the last line of a file or more accurately as i've said here the last line of the stream of data if you're giving it multiple files then it means the last line of the last file but if you use either minus i or minus s then the files are treated separately and every file will have a last line so example three later on in the in the notes shows how this would would work. And next we are selecting by regular expression. So we have an address which consists of a regular expression. So you would you would type in a slash a regular expression close slash as your address. There's an example here which I've put in, which is said space minus ne space 
open quote slash HPR in capitals slash P space said demo one dot txt. What that's saying is print out every line which contains HPR. And you'll see in my example that there are four lines which contain the string HPR in capitals. Now, I could have introduced the subject of delimiters when we were talking about the S command, but I didn't want to complicate matters. But we're getting into complications now, so I'm going to have to talk about alternative delimiters. Normally, we've seen regular expressions enclosed in slash characters. We've done that all the way up until now. But this can get difficult. Say you want to use uh, a file path containing slashes as your regular expression. Then every slash you type in the regular expression needs to be preceded by a backslash. So it doesn't said doesn't think it's the closing delimiter. So it's useful under those circumstances to use alternative delimiters. So when you do this, you have to precede the opening delimiter with a backslash. So I've shown an example in the notes here. If you wanted to use something like etc slash password as your regular expression, you would type slash etc backslash slash password p-a-double-s-w-d slash okay so there you've escaped the, the slash that needs to exist in the middle or you could do backslash and then your opening delimiter which in this example is a hash mark etc slash p-a-double-s-w-d closing delimiter which is a hash mark again so they're they're both the same length so there's no particular advantage in using one over the other but uh, you can see it's useful it will be useful to have these alternatives. Now, this the need to put a backslash when you change the delimiter is only the case in said when you are using regular expressions as addresses. If you use the s command, and there's another command we'll look at later, there are other commands like this, I think there's just one more, forgotten, that, uh, that, that takes regular expressions or expressions with delimiters. Anyway, if you use the s command, you don't have to put a backslash between your, uh, in front of your alternative. That's really because said can't easily, it's not really designed to be able to easily spot the fact that using an alternative delimiter when you use just a, a straight uh, regular expression. Other, langu- the other, other command systems, other languages can do this, but said, I guess, due to its vintage, doesn't work that way. So I've, I've shown an example where said space minus ne space open quote s and then a vertical bar as the delimiter hpr vertical bar banana vertical bar p close quote space said underscore demo one dot txt so what that's doing is it's saying replace all instances of hpr with banana whoopee so that that works that's fine if you in my second example use a backslash in front of that vertical bar you get back an error from said it says unterminated s command and uh, when i tried this i wondered what's it doing i wasn't quite clear about this until i experimented with it what it's doing is it's it's assuming that that backslash is the the opening delimiter so i included in here an example where it the backslash is actually used as the delimiter. And I also included an, an example where the letter P is uh, the used as the delimiter. And both of those work fine. But the backslash vertical bar one does not. I'm also going to include here the fact that em- an empty regular expression has a special meaning in said. Again, we could have looked that looked at that in the context of the s command. It, it's the same there, but I'm leaving it till just now so that um, hopefully it's uh, not too much of a shock. What this means is, that, well, this is said's way at least of representing the last regular expression that matched. So I've got an example that uses three s commands. The first changes the space on each the first space on each line to an asterisk the second changes the second space to an underscore and the third changes the third space to a plus the second and third s commands have empty regular expressions so they use the previous 
matching one. So I'll try and read this out, but you might be better just, just uh, checking it out in the notes. So I've got said space minus E space open quote S slash space slash asterisk slash semicolon. So that's replacing the first instance of a space by an asterisk. Then we've got another S, which is S slash slash. So it's an empty regular expression underscore slash semicolon S slash slash plus slash and so that does the the three replacements for three spaces with the different characters space said underscore demo one dot txt and you'll see in the line that that follows it that the three spaces have been changed in this way there is a potential problem when you use empty regular expressions um, I hadn't appreciated this until I've read the, the documentation in a bit more detail and thought about it. Uh, what I've done is I've um, included the recommendation or the comment from the GNU said manual. And it says that, note that modifiers to regular expressions are evaluated when the regular expression is compiled. Thus, it's invalid to specify them together with an empty regular expression. That makes sense, because the regular expression's got to be stored somewhere. So if you use one and then you keep referring back to it, it's got to be held somewhere. And a regular expression is a sort of a language, so it is compiled in the sense of a, of a programming language. So that's something just to be aware of. I'll try and refer to this later in another another show just to see if I can demonstrate it a little bit more but it seems a little bit too advanced for what we're doing just at the moment. So let's talk about modifiers in the context of regular expressions. There are two that we'll look at in the uh, in this context and we've already seen in the s command you can use a capital i or lowercase i flag to mean that the regular expression part of the s command uh, is not case sensitive well there's also an a capital i modifier no lowercase i modifier for address regular expressions and this modifier has the same effect so i've i've shown and a simple example which goes like this said space minus ne space open quote slash lowercase hpr slash capital ip close quote space said underscore demo one dot txt so what that's doing is selecting all of the lines that contain the string hpr but it's using the don't care about case modifier and so it's returning all of the ones which have got uppercase, uppercase HPR there are no lowercase ones so it's a bit of a daft demonstration I suppose but uh, it makes the point anyway now there's another modifier to these regular expressions which is capital M now this is relevant to stuff that we're not going to be doing today I thought I'd put it in because I wanted to keep all this regular expression thing together in the same place so it's relevant to text in the pattern space that contains multiple new lines well we've not seen how you you construct such a circumstance yet so we'll look at this in the next episode and the next thing about addressing is that uh, you can also specify a range An address range matches the lines in the input data from a starting position up to and including that's an important point an ending position the range is written as two addresses of any of the types we've seen separated by a comma so my simple example is said space minus ne space open quote one comma three p close quote blah 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 um what that means is lines one two three inclusive print and i actually included the first three lines of the file to show you probably a bit of overkill there really but never mind and I had a, a minus n option there to prevent automatic printing otherwise you'd have just seen those lines repeated twice but there are other forms um, so my next example is 
said space minus ne space quote slash up arrow capital w e we slash comma dollar p close quote so the, per, the there are two expressions there one is the regular expression for the word we with a with a capital w to occur at the beginning of the line and the second in the range is dollar which is the end of the file so it prints from a line beginning with the word we up into the end of the file which I carefully chose so it was just the next line so uh, you only get two lines in the example the next one is said space minus ne space quote slash up arrow or circumflex capital WHAT slash comma slash circumflex or up arrow produced slash P so this is a range where you're starting with the line that begins with the word what with a capital W in the first first position and ending with the line that begins produced again in the, the first column and again that's um, these are two consecutive lines just to, again to prove the point so we've seen you know numeric ranges we've seen regular expression and end of file range we've seen two regular expression ranges you can there are some extras that uh, GNU said provides in terms of ranges I'm not going to look at them in this series I think I might change my mind on this actually because it, I, it depends whether I stumble over an example that uh, would be quite good to to use them but for the moment I'm not going to mention them this episode's going to be pretty huge anyway if I need to I'll refer to them later on in the the series so the next topic under the addressing heading is the process of what's referred to as negating an address match so all of the address types that we've seen so far can be quotes negated I'm not sure that's the best word, but it is what's used in the GNU manual, so I'm sticking to it. So, for example, using a line number, so you're looking, for example, for a given line, you want to print it. If you negate it, that means to match all the lines other than that one, all lines but the selected line. And you you perform this negation by adding an exclamation character after the address. In the long notes, there's... Uh, the first example, example one, contains a number negation example. And in this um, this particular bit of the notes, I've got a, a demonstration where it's we're using the addressing form where we match every nth line starting at a specific line, which uh, is the number tilde number form. So I've got an example here where there is... Um, we're using said space minus ne space open quote two tilde two exclamation mark p we're doing that against said underscore demo one dot txt so what that will do is it will print all the odd numbered lines in this file which has got 13 lines i think you've seen this file often enough so i've not actually included it in the in the notes if you don't negate then you get all the even numbered lines so you're getting the the logical opposite of it, I guess, is one way of putting it. If you negate the last line of the file using the dollar, then it means all lines except the last line. Negating a regular expression, on the other hand, means all the lines that don't match it. So there's an example here, said space minus ne space, open quote, slash, square bracket, open square bracket, capital A, hyphen capital Z slash exclamation mark P. So what that will do is it will print out all of the lines of the file, which is the good old said demo one again. It will print out all the lines that don't contain a, a capital letter. So I did another example here using the same idea just to really try and add some more examples of things doing stuff said things doing stuff to uh, to files and this one let me read this out again said space minus ne space open quote slash open square bracket capital a hyphen capital z close square bracket 
slash exclamation mark. So that's the that's the addressing thing that you want to do. And that's then followed, we haven't seen this before, but it's logical, um, by an S command. So we've got S slash backslash B, remember that's the word boundary, slash W, that's a word character, slash, that's the end of the regular expression. Then as the replacement part, we've got backslash U, which means do an uppercase to the thing that, uh, that follows. Uppercase the first letter of it. And we follow that with an ampersand, which means everything we matched in the regular expression, you want that in the replacement. So the effect of that is to find all word boundaries in the line, so the starts of all words, and then replace the thing that comes back, which would just be that one letter of each word, with its uppercase equivalent. And then after the closing slash of the replacement, we've got a lowercase g, and lowercase p. We're doing this on said demo one again. So what we see then is it finds all the lines that don't contain capitals, then it goes through with the s command replacing all words with an uppercase version, capitalized version of the of the same word. So you get back two lines and it's it's got every word's got a capital first letter. I don't know quite why you'd want to do that, but you never know. I just wanted to emphasize to how you can associate addresses with all of the the various commands, pretty much all, there's maybe one or two that don't take addresses on front of them. But the general rule is that uh, commands can be preceded by addresses. All the times we were using the S command in episodes one and two, we didn't know about addresses yet. I decided not to introduce addresses until this episode because it seemed... You know, if you didn't want to go beyond episode three, then you'd, you'd still have enough said to uh, to survive with. So if negation is used with an address range, then it applies to the range. It's not possible to negate the individual addresses in the range. I'm not quite sure what that would mean, because, yeah, you, you can only neg negate the whole thing. So what that means is uh, match all the lines outside the range. So I've got an example of how you what sort of such a command would look like and it's reiteration of the one which starts with the word what and ends with the word produced we did it a little bit earlier except I've popped a negation in there after the uh, the second regular expression so uh, it will match the rest of the file except for the two lines that uh, we saw in the last instance of this example so I'm hoping that you'll, if you're not clear about any of these, you, you'll be able to just go and type them in yourself and uh, see what happens. The said demo one is obviously available for download. I think we saw that in uh, episode one. So that's addressing under the heading of ex other commands. So I needed to do tell you about that before I started on uh, the various other commands that we're going to look at today. So we're now going back to, to commands and, and the like. And the, the topic now is comments in scripts. And it's possible to add comments to a said script. It doesn't really make a lot of sense when you're building a script on the command line. And uh, it, it's more appropriate when you're, you're putting stuff in a, in a file. The hash mark is used for this. So the, the hash character begins a comment and then the comment continues to the end of the line, a new line in other words. Now I thought what I'd do would be to add in at this point a reference to the fact that you can build said files. We've seen how you can put commands in a file, but I've got an example here of how you can create a file which becomes executable. You remember hopefully you're aware that if you put the so-called crunchbang, uh, which is a hash mark and an exclamation mark, at the, on the first line of such a file and follow it by the path to the, the actual um, command, then the... and you make it executable. The Unix system or the Linux system will, if you call it as if it's a, a program, will invoke that particular command interpreter or whatever it is to process it. So the same applies to said. 
So the first, I've got an example here where I'm using cat, the cat command, and it's redirecting standard in into a file I'm calling demo.sed. Now, the first line, this is, the, this is me typing in the, these lines, that's what I'm trying to represent here, is hash exclamation mark slash bin slash sed. That's the path to my sed. It might be different with you, but uh, that's the sort of generic uh, place that sed lives. Follow that with a space and a minus f. You need to have the minus f because otherwise sed is not invoked in the mode to read a file. It's going to read the, the very file that this uh, hash bang line has just been inserted. So my next line in this file is a comment, hash space b, and then 1337, which is leet speak for leet. So b leet is what I typed here. Then there's just one expression, uh, one command in this file, and it is s slash hacker with a capital H slash and then the, the leet speak version of hacker, which is h4x0r. Hacksaw, I suppose you say it, do you? I don't know. Close slash g. So that's going to find all instances of hacker and place it with the, replace it with the, the leet version. Then I represent the fact that I would have stopped feeding stuff to this file through cat by putting in a control D. So you'd actually press control D as the end of file signal to um, cat. And the next command is chmod. This is a thing where you can change the permissions on a file. And I'm using the, the simpler form u plus x. That is, I want to give execute access to, to me or whoever's doing it. Follow that with a space and then the name of the file demo.sed. Then the next line is me invoking the, the command that I've created or the command file. Dot slash, it's in the current directory, so dot slash means it's here, dot slash is the current directory, demo dot sed space sed underscore demo one dot txt. So it's running this, which is just a simple simple thing, but you know what, I'm just making the point. And it runs and it finds hacker on the, on some somewhere, it'll find it lots of times. I don't think I put all of the instances in. I don't know why I didn't add them all. Anyway, you, you can see for yourself in the notes what uh, what's happened. It's changed hacker into its leet form. So that's how you add comments. Now let's look at the quit command. This consists of the single lowercase q, and that causes sed to exit. You might say, well, sed exits anyway, so... Yeah, but this, this causes it to exit early. It can take an address, but only a single address, meaning exit when this line is reached. It doesn't really make sense to... Doesn't make sense to, to make it a range, does it? Quit on every line in this range? No. But I'm assuming, I haven't actually tested this, the single address means anything like a number, a dollar, or a, a regular expression and exit. Yeah, I'm pretty certain it does. Like I said, I didn't actually test this. The current pattern space is printed unless you've got the minus n option, which stops it's a, it's a form of auto printing so it's being prevented if you have that option so i've got an example here which is doing another one of these leet speak thingies and what this one does it it replaces radio with what i assume is the leet form r4d10 and um it does it well let me read the thing out because I don't want to summarize it too much. It's said space minus NE space open quote S slash radio with a capital R slash capital R four D one zero slash GP. So that's gonna do all instances on all lines and it's gonna print it after it's done. Then the next command is separated by semicolon, all in this in the same quotes, which is three Q close quote and we're using said demo one dot txt. So it will find Hacker Public Radio and change it. And there's two instances of radio on that line. Then it will do Radio Freak America and fix that. Binary Revolution Radio uh, on the next line. And then it will reach line three. And we've been told, don't print it because we've got minus n. 
and just quit. So it doesn't go any further. If there are any other instances of radio, it will ignore them because you it's aborted the, the said session. I should have said that the the Q command in GNU said has been enhanced to allow an exit code on the end. So if you were writing something in a bash script, for example, you could capture the uh, the termination code when said quitted, and you could um, take some action on the basis of which which quit was was initiated or something like that. Never done it myself, but uh, you could do if you wanted to. There's another example of exactly the same thing without using Q, which uh, where the the expression I won't read the whole line is open quote one comma three s slash radio by r four d one zero slash gp close quote so that says just do the replacements on line one through three why would you use the q command why would you bother well it came up a while ago in the context of looking for stuff in a big file if you have a gigantic log file for example and you want to pick out a given line and do something with it or give a pick out a range of lines etc and that range of lines or the given line the matching line occurs fairly early and you've still got several million more lines to to go through you don't really want to leave said to just walk through the rest of the file and not find it if you know there's only one instance of the or one range of this particular thing in the file it makes a lot more sense to say when you've done that just quit so um, that's where it, where it can be useful said your command prompt will come back much quicker as a consequence of doing that there will be examples later I'm hoping um, haven't written them yet but <laughs> that use in maybe episode 4 uh, or even 5 that use these types of techniques and uh, demonstrate such things so the next command we have in this list of of um, fairly commonly used said commands is one that deletes the pattern space it's the lowercase d it deletes the pattern space and causes said to start the next cycle by reading the next line if there is one that is so um, this command can be preceded by any of the addressing types that we've seen earlier on and the effect is to omit the lines in question from the output stream effectively deleting them since you're you're moving from one file to another effectively so my little example here is one which will omit stroke delete all lines beginning with a capital H so I've got said space minus E there's no N here space open quote slash circumflex capital H slash D close quote space said underscore demo dot txt so all lines that begin with H will not be not be shown now why is there no minus N you might ask well what we're doing here is we're just letting said walk through the file and print automatically everything that it sees except when it um, the the script sees a line beginning with H it deletes it so it deletes it from the pattern space and auto printing is the process that happens at the end of a cycle when there's no more commands to apply to a line uh, it will print the pattern space well there won't be a pattern space when there's a line starting with an H I'm saying this because I had to think twice about it myself so I put another example which uses negation with an exclamation mark so taking exactly the same command putting a, an exclamation mark before the D that will delete all lines that don't begin with an H so you, you end up with all the uh, all of the lines that match that next one is the P command we've already seen which is to print the pattern space it's equivalent to the P flag that we saw with the S command but it's a command all by itself lowercase p and we've seen it several times now and it can be preceded by any of the addresses that we've seen it's only relevant when you're using the minus n option to switch off auto printing if you leave that on and you just see the same lines twice because they get auto printed as well as being printed by this 
So, for example, to print lines 1 to 5 of a file, you would do sed space minus ne space quote 1,5p quote, then the name of the file. And that's equivalent to the head command. You head minus 5 will show you the first five lines of a file. So sed can do the, do the same thing. A bit more typing. Now here's the last command I'm going to talk about today. And it's... A command that's a little bit odd. It's it's classified as a commonly used, frequently used command. I have to admit that I have not used this in my previous usage of uh, of set. I've used it now since I've learned about it, but but uh, I couldn't immediately see the the use for it. But uh, I've come up with an example a bit later on. It's the n command. It's a single n, and it can be it can be preceded by addresses. If auto printing is enabled, that is, there's no minus n, then it prints the pattern space. So it doesn't override the, the minus n. It prints it and then goes and gets the next line from the, the input stream. And you say, well, why? What was? Yeah, well, that was my thought as well. I I copied in the description from uh, the GNU manual in the hopes this might make more sense than perhaps I'm making. Let me read it to you. If auto print is not disabled, print the pattern space. Then, regardless, replace the pattern space with the next line of input. If there's no more input, then said exits without processing any more commands. So, not completely sure why you'd use that. But I've got an example coming up in a moment, so which I think is valid. We're probably going to look at this in more detail in later later episodes. I should say, actually, what I'm planning to do is to look through some of the the more hairy like, examples of said, which are available in the GNU documentation, and try and explain them. I'm going to work out how they work first, but that's my plan, is to explain them to you and uh, demonstrate the use of all these commands that way. Okay, final point then in this episode before I go through the examples and that is the subject of grouping commands. You might want to perform several said commands on a given input line or set of lines so you need a means of grouping them. Well it's done by using open brace or open curly bracket and close curly bracket around the the set of commands that you want to, to group together. So I've got a little example which does this just to, just to make the point really and it's a command line example which uses a range of uh, addresses the same range we saw before the line that begins with the word what with a capital w and up to the line that begins with produced on the column 1 so the thing that follows that range is an open brace, open curly bracket, followed by an S command. So the S command is S slash circumflex slash greater than sign backslash T close slash. What that means is replace the start of the line. There's no actual physical characters there. Remember the, the circumflex means the start of the line. It's the anchor for that. So the effect is to put stuff on the front of the line. And the stuff that I'm putting on the front of the line is the greater than sign, followed by backslash T, which is a tab character. So this S command is then followed by semicolon P, and then close curly bracket, close brace. So for each line in this range, I want to put a greater than sign and a tab, and print it, and it's just... Since we've got a minus n flag, uh, minus n option, we are uh, not seeing any other lines. You'll see that what happens is you get the two lines that we saw before in the other variants of this example with the stuff prepended to it. So my final demonstration of grouping is, as I put in the notes, fairly useless. <laughs> it's just a demonstration of what can be done. It, dem it shows the contents of a command file and I've included this file in the on the, the HPR site. It's called demo2.sed. And what it's doing is it contains two groups. 
So it's quite complex actually to, to read out. It's got two groups and um, various addressing, two, two regular expression addresses. The purpose of it, the first regular expression matches a line that contains the letter A followed by B within five characters and then C within five characters. Then the second regular expression is similar but matches only A and B with, with up to five characters in between them. The first group uses four S commands to mark the line with G1, show it was processed by group 1, and then it uh, uses other S commands to highlight all of the characters A, B, and C by putting square brackets around them to make them stand out. Then it's going to print the result. The second group does the same. It uses G2 to signal what's, what's there and um, just highlights A and B. So rather than just go through this line by line. I thought if I try and explain the, the, the components in a general way. Let's look at the first group. The regular expression is lowercase a dot backslash curly open curly bracket one comma five backslash close curly bracket. That's the first bit of it. So what that means is a letter a followed by any old arbitrary set of letters from one to five. Right, one to five arbitrary letters. Then after the, after that comes a B dot backslash open brace one comma five backslash close brace. Then a C. So it's saying A followed by any arbitrary characters from one to five. A B followed by any arbitrary characters from one to five followed by a C. So it's looking for the sequence A, B, and C in a line with at most five characters between them. So after the regular expression is an open brace, open curly bracket, which starts the group. And the group simply consists of a bunch of S commands. So the first one is S slash circumflex slash G1 colon space close slash. So it's saying put G1 on the start of the line. Then we've got S slash A, lowercase a slash open square brackets A close square bracket A slash g so all instances of a replaced by an a in square brackets then the same for b and c three three different um, s commands follow that with p this is being done in the assumption that you're running said with an, a minus n option that only these lines are being printed and i then followed that with an n command the n command is there to ensure that a given line, if it matches a regular expression, is not then processed by the other regular expression, since there are two and they sort of overlap one another. So the second regular expression and group in this file is almost the same, except that it's using an A followed by an arbitrary number of characters followed by a B. And if you can hear the cat in the background, she's always about... <laughs> So it's intruding. Yeah, you I'm talking about. So um, anyway, the the contents of this group is slightly different in that it, it prepends G2 on the front of the line and it only deals with A's and B's. It's also got a P and an N in it. So I've got an example of how one would run this and you do it by calling the command sed space minus n f and then space demo two dot sed space sed underscore demo dot txt so it just produces two lines the first one begins with g2 so it matched the second group and it's got a's and b's bracketed in square brackets the second line begins with g1 and it's got a's b's and c's bracketed so it's complex but you're fairly useless but uh, you know this is all about learning to do bizarre things in order to learn i hope anyway so as i say the demo file is is available if you want to mess around with it and there's there are links to it in the in the notes okay let's have a look at the examples i'm gonna zip through some of these fairly quickly because they're they're fairly simple example one it's a couple of scripts which 
print all but line one of a file, the file being the famous said underscore demo1.txt. And one way to do it is to put in the expression one exclamation mark p, meaning print everything but line one. The other way of doing it is to use two comma dollar p, which means print from line two to the end of the file. So that's just to really make the point that the two things are complementary. Sort of logical complement, is that the right term? Example two is a demonstration of the first tilde step form of addressing. The thing we start with a number, a line number, and then go steps, which the second number represents. So what I've done is I have set up a little example to look at line one, start at line one, and then go in steps of five. And I thought it might be useful if you could actually see the line numbers that it generates. So what I did was I created a script or an example, a pipeline really, which uses the NL command. NL is for numbering lines. So I used NL space minus W3, that means I want each number to be three characters wide, minus BA, which is I want you to number all lines, including blank lines. Normally it, it doesn't do this. It, it, it skips blank lines with numbering. Never quite understood that, but anyway. Then the file we're working on is sed underscore demo1.txt. Pipe that into sed space minus NE space quote one tilde five P, close quote. So what you see is lines 1, 6, and 11 of the file. And I made the note that if we use 1 tilde 5 exclamation mark P, that gives you the complement of that, or the reverse of it, or the negation of it, we'd see all lines except 1, 6, and 11. hope that helps. I certainly would have appreciated that in an example myself, so I hope you found it useful. Example 3 is a demonstration of the dollar address last line of input thing. And I think I've already demonstrated this elsewhere, didn't I? What I've done is to examine two files, said demo 1 and said demo 2, which is really the same file. One's just got more text in than the other. So what I've asked for is $p, which is print me the last line. So running said space minus ne space quote dollar p quote then the names of the two files that way they all appear as one stream and i see the last line of the last file contribute one show a year is the last line if on the other hand i use an s minus s in that uh, list of options so it's minus s n e I usually concatenate them to safe type in all the hyphens and spaces. And then I've got, quote, dollar P, quote, the two file names again. Then I see two lines. One is detail on a topic, and the next one is contribute one show a year. So the first line is the last line of the first file. Second line is the last line of the second file. That's, um, that's because we used the minus S option, which sees the files as separate. You remember that, I'm sure. Example 4 demonstrates the regular expression form of addressing, just uses a simple regular expression, which is, it's looking for the the string long, L-O-N-G. So we've got said space minus N-E space quote slash L-O-N-G slash P quote, and we're using said demo 1, and we see three lines coming back which have the word long in them. So it's a bit like using grep on the file. A little bit more typing though. Now that example uses the forward slash characters uh, as the most examples we've seen. Remember I mentioned that you can change those to something else if you want to. So the second example, second example in this second instance in this example, sub example, I don't know what you call it, uh, is said space n e minus n e sorry space quote backslash hash l-o-n-g hash so the hash is the alternative delimiter but i had to introduce it by a backslash so that said knew what i was doing so that's pretty simple example five shows an address range and i'm using a few other bits and pieces here i'm using 
the range 1 comma slash HPR. I've got lowercase HPR followed by after the closing slash a capital I. So remember that means in this regular expression don't bother about the case. And then I've got a P. So the whole line is said space minus NE space quote 1 comma slash HPR in lowercase slash capital I lowercase P quote and then the file is said demo one and I get back two lines hacker public radio is the one has got HPR in it that's the first line of the file I think and then there's another instance of HPR that comes back and they're both in capitals we saw that before pretty much so the second part of example five uses a range or we're using two regular expressions um, so what I've got, I'll just read it out maybe and explain it after. Said space minus NE space quote slash circumflex what WHAT in lowercase slash capital I comma slash circumflex produced all in uppercase slash capital I P close quote and it's said demo one. What I get back is five lines which are the lines between the line beginning with what and ending with produced. But I've, I've told, said that I don't care what the case of the two actually is. Now what's actually happened here, and it's really hard to see, as I realised when I did this, is that um, it's found two instances, because it doesn't care about case, said it's found two instances of a range beginning with what and ending with produced, or at least beginning with what. So I thought, well, it would be nice if there was a way of putting a line number on the end of everything. On the end, obviously, because you need to you need to do that if you do it before you give it to said. Otherwise, it will mess up the regular expression thing. So I digressed and used a bit of another facility, another command called awk, A-W-K, which has the capability of processing text and reformatting and do various things. I won't explain what it's doing. It might be a good idea if I <laughs> think about doing a, an orc series at some stage, or somebody else should do one perhaps. Anyway, the orc core takes every line of the file and puts a, a line number on it in brackets, and it puts it right at the far end after column 75. And then I feed that, and this is said demo one as usual, I feed that to said using exactly the same expression as I did in the, the, the last time. But now you can see that it's returned lines seven and eight, which are the ones that begin with what and end with produced. And then it finds another what on line 11, and it carries on through to 13. It never finds produced because there isn't another one, but it hits the end of the file at that point. It's 13 lines long, if you recall back to episode one. I'm sure you've remembered that. Um, so that's why it's doing this. I, I thought it might be useful just for you to be able to visualize what it's up to. Example six is me having a go at uh, Ken's text in the about page, which is in said demo2.txt, the grammatical mistakes. He uh, he gave me a hard time in the last community news about doing this to his text, but it's uh, it's done with, with, with the best possible taste, of course. So I've got a file of commands called example underscore six dot said, S-E-D, and it's included with this episode. And this is an example of a group and the group in question is controlled by a single regular expression. It's, it's fairly silly. It's just there for demonstration purposes, really. The group consists of slash circumflex space asterisk dollar slash. And it's followed by an exclamation mark, meaning not that. So what I'm looking for is any line which contains zero or more spaces. And that's all. So it's, show, it's got a, a start of line and an end of line marker. So I'm up, I'm con, I'm happy to to cope with any lines which contain spaces as well. Sometimes that happens and you can't see the spaces necessarily unless you look very closely. 
with an editor or something, and I've, I've said, do this for all lines which are not blank. It's a sort of make-work type of exercise, really, because there's no real need for it, but it demonstrates it anyway. And in it, I've got a bunch of S commands which are changing the various grammar things that I hammered on about in episode one and so on. You can do this yourself if you want to or mess around with them and do other things with them. So that you would invoke this with the command sed space minus f space example underscore six dot sed space sed underscore demo two dot txt. So this should process the entire file. There's 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 some some quote corrections in there that are not really corrections, it's just me messing around with the with the text to to make it suit my tastes, I suppose. Example seven is a case of an executable said script. We looked at this idea before, and what I've done here is to show you the contents of this thing. It's another file that's that's being uh, included in this episode. So the, the demonstration of what it contains shows me typing the the text in cat greater than example underscore seven dot said, which is the name of the file. So I would then type in a hash, an exclamation mark, slash bin, slash said, space, minus nf. We never saw minus nf last time, did we? I think we just did a minus f. Well, this one applies the the do not auto print flag as well. So when you run this, it will never print anything unless the, the said commands themselves cause it to, to print. I think I did that. I don't think I did that before, did I? So what I've got here is... A single regular expression address, and it consists of circumflex dot backslash open brace, open curly bracket, 75,80 slash close curly bracket dollar slash. So interpreting that, what it means is any line which has got between 75 and 80 characters on it between the start of line and end of line. The, um, those two anchors. So I'm interested in any of those lines. Then inside the group that this controls, I have an s command which says s slash dollar slash, then five spaces slash. What this is saying is when you find such a line, add five spaces to the end of it. Then the next s command is s slash circumflex backslash open parenthesis dot slash open curly bracket 80 backslash did I say slash backslash close curly bracket backslash close parenthesis dot asterisk slash so that is an s expression an s command which with a a rather nasty regular expression inside it the heart of this regular expression is dot a dot followed by one of those curly bracketed numbers so it's saying any character, any 80 characters. And the 80 characters are to be counted from the start of the line, which is why there's a circumflex. The 80 characters are enclosed in these parentheses, which cause it to be a regular expression group. And the rest of the line I don't care about, though it's actually referred to with the dot asterisk at the end. So the replacement part of this S expression is vertical bar backslash 1 vertical bar slash so the whole expression is saying the whole command is saying find me a line uh, well we've already found the line haven't we on this line take the first 80 characters starting in the, the beginning of the line and put vertical bars around them i know there's going to be 80 characters there because i've deliberately padded each line with five characters so it'll either be 80 characters long because I, I selected out the 75 to 80 range it'll either be 80 characters long because it started at 75 or it'll be somewhere between 80 and 85 characters long so I can definitely chop off 80 characters off the front of it and put vertical bars around it the last command in this group is p so we're printing the result Okay, so this is an executable file, and I've shown a bit later on, having explained what it contains, chmod u plus x, we saw that before, make it executable, and it's called example underscore 7.sed, as I say. Then the next line is 
dot slash example seven dot sed and we're running it against sed underscore demo one dot txt so you get back four lines which have vertical bars at the beginning and the end and they're all in a nice neat line vertical line okay so that script is available for you to play around with if you wish it's another one of these sort of useless fairly useless things but it's a it's a fun demonstration of what can be done all right with that that's the end of this episode i hope you found it useful okay bye You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.